You're with Julian on the brand note and a review of Meg 2 Sharknado, not really Sharknado. Um, but the weirdest thing about this uh, follow-up to the very lackluster Meg, so the Meg was, it should have been a, a B movie that crossed over to being an A movie and was, you know, knowing and what the screen movies try and do, which is sort of reference all the other movies from that genre um, a, a knowing remake of Jaws, um, making Jaws five million times bigger. Uh, and it was the idea that there was this trench at the bottom of the ocean that was se segregated from the rest of the ocean. So the, uh, the sharks that are living down there were these megalodons from the Ju Jurassic period or whenever it was. Uh, and one broke free and terrorised everyone. And it was a total damp squib of a film jason statham starring very dull cast um and it, it it just it not enough happened it was too dull the cast was too rubbish um and it only sort of fired up in the last sort of 20 minutes for the carnage that you've been waiting for um it wasn't an interesting film it was a letdown so we got meg 2 and they've replaced the director with ben wheatley ben wheatley is very strange and very interesting choice here so he was almost an enfant terrible of british sim uh, cinema um, his film kill list from 2011 remains one of the most traumatic experiences in modern cinema and the ending oh my god it is a brilliant film and definitely one that uh, should come with warnings before anyone watches it astonishing psychological horror movie with not really met much in the way of precedent uh, and made sightseers which is this incredibly black comedic satire of uh, i guess a mike lee sort of english seaside holiday people going on caravanning and camping trips throughout the english countryside but being serial killers and that was magnificent as well and then he did a field in england which was like the most art house film about a group of uh, medieval soldiers tripping off their nuts on mushrooms they they get lost and they end up eating all these mushrooms in the middle of some civil war battle in the like middle ages and spend the whole film just tripping it is a dark, very dark very disturbing film and then he sort of came towards the mainstream with a little bit with high rise a version of uh, jg ballard's novel uh, set i think in i think he wrote that in um thatcherite england about a dystopian future where the um occupants of a large tower block are divided amongst class lines so the working class are at the bottom and treated horribly and then the middle class in the middle and the upper class at the top and it was you know a, a, a dystopian societal paradigm thing like snowpiercer but in a building i guess and then he did free fire which was like a one-shot gun battle in a warehouse which is good but it wasn't great and then since then it seems to have got very strange for him because he did a remake of rebecca by alfred hitchcock which i trashed and i didn't see in the earth which he did in 2021 which is a a sci-fi film which has got much better reviews but rebecca was terrible and what he's doing helming the the trench 10 years after or 12 years after making kill list is anyone's guess 
So this is the same group of people, but it doesn't have um, the, I think the Chinese actress, I'll just look her up, because she was a model, but she was probably one of the most appealing characters, Lee Bingbing, and she's very famous, I think. I think she's one of the most famous Chinese actresses. I don't know why she's not in this one. Um, because uh, she was one, of, even though she was a, I think she was a model act turned actress, but she was one of the most appealing characters in her relationship with Jason Statham. It's one of the only interesting things in the whole film. Instead, we get her child, who is actually really appealing. Uh, Wu Jing, I think. No, not Wu Jing. Wu Jing's the um, uncle. Shuya uh, Sophia Kai. And there's no entry for her on Wikipedia, so I assume that she is a fairly new to the world actor um and she's really good so it it's it retreads virtually the whole first film but does virtually everything better um it's a more interesting if still dull first half of the film where the jason statham's like a eco warrior and works with people like um cliff curtis I don't know what race he is in this film, um, and and a few of the holdovers from the from the first film, who are out in the middle of the ocean doing sort of like um, they go into the trench where these medieval sharks live, um, thousands of meters below the surface, uh, and do exploration. And when they're down there, they actually find that there is an illegal mining operation down there. Uh, which causes um, a battle between this uh, illegal mining operation and these uh, researchers, uh, resulting in them all nearly losing their lives, but also blowing a hole in the trench and allowing um, all of these prehistoric monsters, mainly sharks, but also happily an octopus, to escape from these 20,000 feet below the sea depths and terrorise again a Chinese uh, holiday destination, which is virtually what happens in the original film with more sharks. Um, but this time around, it's a lot more fun. Um, even though the first half is quite dull and the first three quarters of the first film was incredibly dull, it's at least more atmospheric and ambitious in what's shown. So I did actually enjoy it a bit through those periods. It's obviously got a bigger budget, um and it looks so as well and and the underwater it's it's almost like a much more up-tempo version of that Kristen stewart film underwater where they go to these great depths and they have to traipse across the ocean floor and they're being battled by demonic forces of giant sharks basically but also other uh denizens of the deep as well um but it really lifts off and ben wheatley comes to the fore in the final third, which is on the island, which is a like a holiday beachside destination for Chinese tourists, and it goes absolutely nuts. And w that was what was missing from the first film. We didn't have enough of that going crazy. Uh, Jason Statham roaming around on a jet ski, <clears throat> leaping in the air, throwing explosive spears at giant sharks is what I signed up for in the first place. And all of that action is done so much more entertainingly than the first film. It beats the first film hands down on every level. Um, and the cast is a little bit more winning. They've dumped Ruby Rose, I noticed. Um, and the kid in it isn't annoying. She's actually quite good. 
Um, so no one else really stands out that much. Is Paige Kennedy one of the people that stands out? Who's Paige Kennedy? He's a guy <clears throat> that basically plays the role that um, Roman does in the Fast and Furious franchise. It's like he just facsimile that exact character. Overall, I enjoyed it. Um, it is it is still quite boring for a, a large section of the movie, but much more um, interesting scenarios and um, the equipment being used and uh, the the variety of. We didn't get enough of the shark in the first film. It was so sporadically used that we just didn't see it enough. Um, and the plot here is sort of like the old you know the evil corporation doing nasty things in secret there's nothing interesting there but you know we get a, a giant octopus fighting giant sharks with jason statham leaping through the air on a jet ski throwing explosive spears at them which is great so i'm going to give meg 2 a very healthy seven and a half out of ten